Hello, hello. Hey up. What's up? It's good. Bonjour, ni hao. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures while highlighting some of the most interesting, tenacious, athletic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Wonderful show for today. Our first bowler, five-time world champion bowler Stephanie Johnson joins the show. It's such an incredible sentence that I gotta say it again, but she's a five-time world champion. She's won two team world titles and also a title in trios, doubles, and one as a single athlete. She's one of the greatest professional bowlers currently on tour, and we we're incredibly fortunate to have the talented athlete as a guest. On today's episode, Stephanie chats about the extra hurdles that come with defending a title and which of her accomplishments that make her the most proud. Stephanie also shares with us the importance of mental toughness, mental fitness in her sport. It is equal parts demanding both physically and mentally, and you have to have a short memory. So Stephanie shares with us her tips for being in an optimal mental mindset. And finally, Stephanie shares with us some of her favorite locations in which she's traveled through bowling. Really, really enjoyed today's conversation. I learned so much that I didn't know about. It was fascinating to hear her talk about how in a way, bowling is like golf with the changing oil patches and, and how she mentally adapts for each game and how she motivates herself to continue grinding day in and day out for these demanding seasons. She was a joy to chat with. I'm thrilled for you guys to meet her. So let's go ahead and bring on professional bowler and five-time world champion, Stephanie Johnson, and let's learn. For someone who's used to competing and used to events, how'd you handle the cancellations and the constant frustrations that came with the year? Well, I like to approach things from the perspective of expecting the unexpected. And I think we would all agree that 2020 is not what anyone had in mind. So for me personally, uh, my outlook, which is typically just take it one day at a time, didn't really change. Um, Obviously, I wasn't able to compete on the Women's Professional Bowling Tour, but that didn't slow me down from a you know, practice perspective. Um, and actually a lot of the centers were closed at the time. So, you know, it, it helps me to focus a lot more uh, on my mental game, reading books, listening to podcasts, things like that. And, uh, you know, trying to train in different ways. Well, then I have to ask, what was one of your favorite or most memorable books from the year that you read? Um, gosh, there's been a few, um, I think one of them was probably called The Secret of Happiness. Um, There's one uh, Michael Jordan book, Driven From Within, which is great. Um, I'm in the middle of one. I believe it's called The Champion's Mind. I might have that wrong. But, um, you know, there's a lot of good takeaways from those types of books because they put things into perspective from – a different perspective. So that's kind of nice. We get so stuck in thinking the way we think that hearing it a different way can kind of alter the way I see things, which can be very helpful. And then often, and maybe even conversely, what is true is, is hearing something that's similar that you can relate to someone like a Michael Jordan. That's probably even more empowering for you as well. You began bowling at a very early age. So what do you remember about those early years? Well, Bowling, ironically, for me, was um, something my parents signed my brother and I up to do, you know, as young kids. And we, we did it every week. We were in a bowling league. And it was just something I did on the weekends. Yeah. 
it, it was fun, but it wasn't anything I took seriously. It was more of my uh, release, I would say. But um, when I got to high school, um, I went to high school in Miami. Bowling was a varsity sport. So mm, wow. I decided that was when I was going to commit to what I would say is becoming a bowler. You know, I bowled all those years, but I did not classify myself as a bowler. So mm. that was kind of where I made the transition of, you know, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to get a coach. I'm going to take it seriously. I'm going to, uh, I started working at the bowling center. So I would work so I could practice for free. Yeah. And, um, that's kind of when I fell in love with bowling, um, in high school. And I just kind of never looked back since that time frame. That's fascinating. I seldom hear about it being a high school sport. I think that's wonderful. Your first world title, which by the way, I love saying that the first world title, because you've had five world titles. It's, it's so remarkable. Your first world title is at 20 years old. So I'm curious, is it more difficult defending a title or winning a title for the first time? Uh, well, my first world championship uh, was a long time ago. I mean, that was back in 2004, I believe. And um, it was my first experience overseas. Uh, we bowled in Guam, which is a U.S. territory, but yeah. not close at all. And uh, it was nerve-wracking. You know, you, you're wearing the red, white, and blue. You're representing your country. Um, there's thousands of people that would love to be in your shoes competing that, you know, didn't make the team. Um, but I think no matter what title it was that I won – whether it was individually or with the team or, you know, doubles, trios, um, they're all just as special. And I don't think it's a matter of defending versus just being present in the moment. And, you know, if it's your time to win, it'll work out. And, uh, you know, just to cherish all those moments individually and not really compare them to each other because they all bring about just something special because the people are different, the atmosphere is different. Um, you know, my perspective changed, you know, I, as I got older. Um, so I would say they're, they're all just as special in my book, um, than, you know, one any better than another. Yeah. You know, when you started off by saying you did it overseas, I didn't imagine you were going to say Guam. Is, is Guam a bowling hotspot? Um, it's not. Um, they have a bowling center, of course, but, okay. uh, it's, mostly a, a big military base to be okay. honest um and it is a u.s territory but it's it's way in the pacific out there yeah and, uh, so that was my first experience you know traveling out of the country yeah and we've been to many 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 places i mean i've been to abu dhabi hong oh. kong costa rica dominican germany um taiwan and it's amazing because, you know, when I decided to become a bowler when I was in high school, I really did not see this path for me because my path in my mind was, okay, I'll bowl in high school, I'll bowl in college, and then after college, I'll go on tour. That was kind of how I had it laid out. Well, in the middle of college, the PWBA at the time folded. Yeah. sponsorships weren't uh, weren't there and, and it went away so in 2005 I was kind of 
high and dry. Like, well, now what am I going to do? Like, this is not what I thought it would be. So that was why I tried out for Team USA in 2005. That's the only reason I tried out was I felt like trying out for the team, if I were to make it, that would fill the void for me of being able to compete at a higher level after college. And uh, so lucky for me, I made the team that year and I've, I've been on the team every year since. So this is my 17th year um, on Team USA. And, uh, you know, we've been blessed that the tour has came back uh, back in 2015. And yeah. I've been able to do both. But had the tour been around back then, I don't know if I would have tried out for Team USA. So I would not have probably had all these amazing accomplishments and experiences that I can say that I have now. Well, you've had individual world championship, you've had a duos and a trios, and member of the Team USA World Championship. I know that you have mentioned that you love and you value all of them, but is there one moment of your career thus far that makes you the most proud? Uh, gosh, there isn't really just one moment that sticks out for me. Um, I did win my first major championship on tour in 2018. Um, you know, that's something that's probably on every girl's list to not just win a title, but to win a major championship. So I was able to do that at my home center here in Texas, in front of my hometown, in front of my family on live television. Um, So I don't know if that's my most proud moment, but um, it's definitely up there because of being able to do it in front of my family and just having all your hard work pay off. was pretty special. I bet. You've mentioned a few times today about mental health, something now that is much more commonly talked about. And in bowling, you have to have intense mental focus to go along with the mental health, especially because you've got to ignore the previous frame and only focus on the pins on that role. So how do you block out distractions and focus just on that role at hand, especially when you've maybe rolled a strike before or the spare and you know you got the bonus pin? So how do you block out all the distractions? If I said it was easy, I'd be lying. Um, (laughs) You know, we do have a very unique sport in that it's really about being in that moment because you can't let the past dictate the future. And that's probably true for a lot of different sports in different ways. But bowling specifically, um, you know, I describe bowling to non-bowlers like an invisible golf course. So Mm. there's oil on the lanes that's in a, in a certain shape for us. Yeah. We're told it ahead of time, but every time a ball goes down the lane, that shape changes because the oil moves, it comes back on your ball. Very much like a golf course, although um, the golf course, you can see the land, you can see the bunkers. Bowling, you can't. So um, it can be very challenging for us frame to frame because it changes so quickly. Yeah. So we only, we almost have to have what I would call like short-term memory. Yeah. Um, very much like a defender on a football field. Yeah, defensive you know, back. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can let someone get past you on one play, but you got to snap back into it. You got to block them on the next. You yeah. know, so it's very much just kind of like a, a, a switch where you know if a frame or throw goes badly kind of have to assess that okay that happens 
what can I do to fix it and not have it happen again and then just keep moving forward I mean it it seems so cliche to just you know kind of keep going at it and just keep doing your best but that's really what it is and it's bowling is very much a sprint in some ways because before you know it it's the 10th frame but the tournaments that we bowl in we bowl anywhere from 10 to 18 games a day so in that regard it's a marathon yeah. where you know i just shot 180 not really a great game but i got 10 more games to make up for it so let's just forget about that and focus on these next ones moving forward yeah well, the other mental challenging aspect of your sport is the repetition. You just mentioned some days you're playing 10 games. That's a lot. And at times, it could probably get monotonous. How do you put yourself in the right mindset for the training hours that you need to be competitive? Basically, what is your motivation to keep grinding? Because I know that takes a physical and mental toll on you. So for me personally, I mean, I just absolutely love everything about bowling. Cool. And that's where I knew at such an early age – I was so fortunate to figure out that this was what I was supposed to be doing. Um, I've never worked anywhere other than something involved with bowling. Yeah. Um, not necessarily at the center, but um, things that involve bowling as the sport. Um, so for me, you know, I just got done with a three hour practice session and I just try to keep it fun you know, and practice things that I'm not really great at um, to get better because bowling is one of those sports where it's always changing. You know, yeah. the oil patterns they lay out yeah. for us are changing. Our bowling equipment is developing. Um, so I really love the challenge of it. Um, and I think that's probably what keeps me going. I have so many amazing friends because of it around the world. Um, you know, I never thought I would know people in Malaysia yeah. And know people in Denmark and uh, Japan that, you know, thanks to social media, I keep in touch with. And if I ever were to go over there, I'd have a place to stay. Like, yeah. that's pretty amazing. So I just, uh, I adore bowling from so many different angles. And I feel really fortunate that I'm able to do it at the level that I do and still love waking up and shooing up and showing up and doing it. Shooing up and showing up. Ah, I, I adore that answer. I can even hear the passion in your voice. That's fantastic. I loved anyone who loves their career as much as you do. You've talked a couple of times about the places you visited. I know that a lot of times you, you might not be able to get to explore as much because you've got tournaments and you're probably just going through a hotel in the airport, but the places you have been to, which have been the ones that have stuck out as a tourist that you were able to explore and, and, and the ones that give you the fondest memories? So we are really lucky that when we do compete, uh, we arrive a few days early and stay even maybe a day later to do those things. Um, half to get acclimated and the other half, of course, to say that we did it. Yeah. Um, I fondly remember Hong Kong for many reasons. That was 2011. Uh, we won the world championship that year after a 24-year drought where wow. Team USA did not win. So that was very, very special for all of us um, to win that title. Um, we did get to explore. We went to go see the big Buddha there. Mm. Um, we, we got to do a lot of things there. 
um, more recently, um, 2015, we went to Abu Dhabi yeah. where we won, we won there as well. Um, and we got to go to the Burj Khalifa in mm. Dubai. We got to go do a lot of the shopping that's there and just see their country. Yeah. Um, cause sometimes we're lucky enough where we get a tour guide that, um, you know, kind of stays with you, tells you where you can and shouldn't go. You know, we don't know those things. And um, so I would say those two countries specifically stand out for me. And then ironically, um, those are the two years that we won. So yeah. um, that's just the icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the Burj Khalifa and everything there in the United Arab Emirates. I was there just, it was there just last month. It was definitely a, one of my most memorable trips. I'm also curious, we always hear 7-10 split as being the hardest one. So is it, in fact, the most uh, unfortunate draw that you get in a role? I would say so. I mean, okay. um, I, I would tell you that, I mean, the, they're the two pins that are the farthest apart. Yeah. Um, and you, you really have to get lucky that one of them bounces out. Yeah. Now, some centers have a tendency to bounce pins around more than others. Uh -huh. So it might be more likely that you know, you just get lucky and it hits it. But um, it does take a lot, a lot of luck. Um, in my lifetime, I can only distinctly recall one time that I've ever picked it up. Wow. So um, it's not easy to do. And when you leave it, you know, you're, you kind of sigh to yourself, like, really? Like, yeah. come on, yeah. one or the other, not both. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely one of the hardest. There's, there's, plenty more that are difficult, but, um, you know, there's people that would argue a bowling is a lot of luck versus skill and there's really no definite what percentage is what, but there are many tournaments that I've won being lucky than necessarily yeah. being good. Yeah. And that's probably true in, in other sports as well. But, um, you know, you could, you could throw the ball perfectly and never strike, or you can, throw it badly and not hit what you really want. And then they all fall. So, yeah. you know, you, you take the good and the bad and you, to what we said earlier, you just keep moving forward because it's one of those things. If you build it, they will come, you yeah. know, and it, it just uh, tends to work itself out. I yeah. think. Sounds like a great metaphor for life. Can you talk more about TGIF nails and when did nail polish strips first into your life? So that's just been something fun that I've, I'm doing with a friend. Mm -hmm. um, she's a rep for these color street nails. And so TGIF is my brand. Mm -hmm. This girl is fearless. And um, my apparel sponsor, um, we designed a shirt and kind of a line. We're working on the website now. So I just kind of, I think it's important to tie everything together. That way, you know, people think of you when they see something or they hear something. And uh, TGIF just kind of stuck out to me. And uh, my best friend Shannon and I, we got Fearless tattooed on our feet a couple years back. And it's just something that's resonated with me. I've I tend to live my life with, with no fear and just kind of going for it. You know, I, I started a business when I was pregnant with my daughter with a bowling leggings. They're called Fanny Hose. Mm. And I just want my kids to 
have that mentality of you could just do anything if you put your mind into it. I mean, you yeah. hear that all the time. You know, if you just kind of have a plan, things you need to do and put people in your corner, like good things can happen. So I've always been a doer. My friend, anybody you talk to about me, they'll tell you that I'm probably one of the most ambitious people they know that I'm just a go-getter and nothing really kind of gets in my way. And I feel that's important um, in life to kind of approach it that way and just have that mentality of, you know, do what you can and everything will just kind of work itself out. With that ambitious mindset, what are your future plans and goals for 2021? Well, fingers crossed, of course, that bowling sort of kicks off. Our, our first three tour stops are at the end of January. So we, we did find out we are bowling. So that's great. They're going to kind of simulate the NBA bubble, if you will. So okay. that's kind of fun. Um, I mean, yeah, it's always on the docket to win more titles and uh, add those to your resume. But really for me, I mean, yes, that's great. And absolutely, I do want to do that. Um, but I think more importantly is just making sure I just prepare myself as best I can. Because, I mean, the reality is at the end of the day, there's only ever one winner. And there's probably 80 people vying for it. So the odds are kind of stacked against you all the time. <laughs> but... Um, you know, all I can do is put myself in the best position I can to, you know, give myself a chance. And I think that's probably more important than just basing my success off of wins, because if that were the case, then I'd have some really crappy years that yeah. actually weren't, you know, I mean, I was fortunate my first year on tour when they came back, I was rookie of the year. Um, and that was the hardest rookie class because we were all rookies. Yeah. And since then it's, there's maybe five girls that are rookies every year. So I was bowling against 70 other girls. Um, so that is indeed another proud moment of mine because that was over the course of a season, not just one tournament. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's just a, always a goal to just keep striving to be the best that I can be, you know, learn um, my equipment better make smarter decisions, um, things like that. Well, how can people follow along your journey in 2021? Sure. They can find me on Facebook, uh, Stephanie Johnson Fans, and my name is spelled S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E, um, not with a P-H. <laughs> um, I do have an Instagram handle, which is uh, at Stephanie11184. Uh, my birthday's coming up. That's my birthday. <laughs> And um, same on Twitter, Stephanie11184. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Stephanie. Be sure to give her a follow on social media. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. Aviento.